Alright, what's going on guys? Caleb Taylor here alongside Nick Marsh. We're back in the studio. It's been a while. Uh, we want to talk about a lot more fishing stuff uh, to help you guys learn more. We've got some topic ideas. We, we put out a questionnaire on the A1 Angler uh, development Instagram page and said, you know, hey, what's some topics you guys want to hear us talk about uh, to help you guys get better and to produce some content around those. And we got some good feedback and we're going to go ahead and talk about a few of those topics today. Absolutely. Um, you know, we got we got some great responses. Um, you know, please, guys, if you have anything that you want to hear about, learn about, um, you know, please reach out, you know, ask questions to us, tell us on Instagram, text us, whatever you want. You know, that's what, what we're here for. That's what these podcasts are for. Um, we just want to try and teach everyone out there who wants to learn as much as we can. Um, but, you know, alongside of that, some of the topics we got, we got some good topics. Uh, Caleb, what, uh, what are we going to be talking about today? Yeah, so let's go ahead and start with this first one. We figured this was a, uh, a solid place to start. Um, here, let me let me go ahead and just pull up who it is because... Uh, well, I know for a fact that, man, we had, uh, we had one really common, uh, really someone really wanted to talk about uh, a certain someone uh, and that was alex smith i don't know why <laughs> that came up so much but man you guys want to hear about al so here we go no <laughs> no 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 talks we'll have alex on the show here soon he's a local bass high school legend and uh, right. somebody you got to know but no keegan burns he 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 replied and he said uh talk about must need rod and reel setups jerk jerk bait frog jig crank etc you know what do we throw them on what do we suggest and uh, you know go ahead and recommend a couple of those things so yeah nick if you're setting up an arsenal to go fishing in michigan most likely because you're fishing the high school trail or anywhere from for that matter what setups are you gonna have rod reel action to throw what baits and right. uh, let's just break it down. We'll kind of go back and forth sure. with different techniques and so what we like to throw them on. My first, um, my first two that I think right out the gate that you have to have, you're going to need a seven foot medium heavy spinning rod. Okay. Um, you can do a lot of things with that. You know, you can throw a tube, a drop shot, a Cinco. You can throw small swim baits. You could throw a, a top water on it. That is an extremely versatile rod, a good rod to learn on and get familiar with certain baits. Um, so, seven foot medium heavy, twenty five hundred size reel. Um, you know, you don't want the thousand; that's a little small. Anything above that, you're getting a little bit too big. So, twenty five hundreds at happy medium, you're going to get good balance with that. Plenty of line capacity, um, perfect for you know your Michigan fishing or, or wherever you're going. Um, and on top of that, so medium heavy, seven foot. And then I would probably, you know, you could get a, another seven foot, uh, medium, probably something maybe a little bit lighter. Um, you know, that's another, you know, you could do seven foot or seven foot two medium. You're going to be able to do a lot of things with that as well. Some of the similar techniques, um, maybe even throw a spy bait on some of those small crankbait, uh, you know, medium is going to have a little bit more bend to it. So you could throw some crankbaits on it if you wanted to, um, smaller crankbaits, um, a jerk bait on those. So those are two rods right out, right off the top of the mind that I think every high school angler those, needs. Those spinning rods? Is yes, that, correct. Yeah, spinning talk, rods. Talking yep. spinning rods? Yep. Absolutely, yeah. My spinning rods, um, I've kind of, you know, I've went through phases where I've really tried to get super technical with the actions for different baits, like drop shot or vertical drop shot versus casting a drop shot and right. spy baits and tubes and... I just realized that I was making it way too complicated. I'm not saying that 
you shouldn't have a, a little bit of lean either way when it comes to stiffness of rod for certain techniques but it you know part of it is your feel too and how you fight and how you hook fish um but you know yeah seven foot medium heavy for like a tube and stuff right. for shaky head um maybe even skipping some a couple docks and then a seven foot medium yeah that's what i have in my boat little swim bait uh spy bait it's got a little more of a bend to it anything with treble hooks you want a little yep. softer tip to it softer you know a little softer that's rod a, that's exactly what i was going to mention and you know with a with like a seven foot medium heavy you know you've got a very good balance of it's got a little bit of tip to it you know it's soft up front and then you know about two-thirds of the rod is going to be decent backbone you know and, and so that's going to help you work those baits properly casting and all that and then like you said if you're you know throwing the medium it's got a little bit more bend so now we're talking um you know halfway down the rod is where the backbone starts the first half is a little bit more bend you know that's where you're throwing your treble baits and your treble hooks and all that so yep yeah so two spinning setups you can pretty much get away with uh you know the majority of baits you need to be throwing on a spinning rod sinkos tubes drop shots spy baits those those types of things even sometimes a jerk bait or a little top water yep um yeah and then as far as line goes i mean i've i'm 100 percent now the braid to the floral leader on everything I, there, there's really not a time anymore where i'm throwing straight floral i used to yeah i used to i, I used think- to think it was better at some points but I, i'm just like it's not if you're throwing a little swim bait or a drop shot or you know a a senko yeah you know you're going to run 10 to 15 pound braid to an 8 to 10 pound floral leader Mm -hmm. um you know your leader can be about i don't know six foot long probably you make it the length of your rod basically Mm -hmm. so that you know that that where that leader meets your braid um the knot is probably just just about to get into your reel when you're reeling that's where i like it i don't i don't want it to be in my reel and that you way can you it will work yeah but you don't you don't need it and yeah like you said if you retie a couple times you've got enough line to work with right and uh you know it depends on water clarity too if you're sure. in dirtier water i've gotten away with three and four foot leaders or even yeah. smaller if you're in clear water like st Clair, you're gonna need the the six now foot. i will say the only time um you're gonna need straight fluoro is like if you're throwing that jerk bait you don't want to throw that jerk bait on braid um that that's not you're going to rip the hook out of fish's mouth. It's not going to work the bait properly because there is no stretch in that braid, right? So you want something that's got to have stretch. So I would run, you know, eight or 10 pounds straight floral on that jerk bait. Um, probably 10 pound, go up a little heavier, 10 pounds straight floral. Or if you're throwing tube um, and you're kind of trying to crack the tube a little bit and you're, you're popping it a lot, not just dragging it like you would on St. Clair, say you're inland fishing and you're doing that then i would maybe throw it on um on the floro as well sure so but other than that yeah i mean that's a pretty easy setup right and then one or uh, two spinning rods got you pretty much covered i mean what about your uh bait caster then let's hear what's your number uh, one bait caster first one you're getting first bait casting setup i'm getting is going to be something in the seven to seven three range medium heavy all purpose seven to one reel 15 to 20 pound line fluorocarbon yeah you, you can't can go wrong throw a lot of baits on that and it's very versatile so you know if you have one or two of those uh you you can be versatile let's put it this way i've got i believe four or it could be even five i believe it's four um rods that are seven to seven foot three medium heavy bait casters yeah so very yeah. extremely versatile rod but um yeah i mean I, you can't have enough of those things those are that's that's your bread and butter right there yep your frogs you know i've got a seven three uh medium heavy to heavy it's 
a little bit of preference there of how much tip you like versus backbone and how you're where you're putting the frog but yeah 50 to 65 pound braid for a frog seven seven and a half foot rod uh medium heavy and a seven to one gear ratio reel and you're gonna have no problems there right absolutely um so yeah as far as you know baits you can throw on those setups so you can throw a spinner bait a chatter bait a jig you can texas rig and flip and pitch with that mm-hmm. um you can throw a buzz bait on that you can throw um gosh i mean everything it is there's a ton of different every, every, everything man and yeah. You know, the big thing is monitoring your line um, yeah. with a lot of those techniques. You don't want to be throwing a frog on monofilament or, or fluorocarbon. Correct. You need braid. You need no stretch. Um, but you also don't want to be throwing a lot of stuff on straight braid. Um, Correct. You just, you know, you're not going to give this fish time to eat it, uh, especially, you know, like a chatterbait and stuff like that. It's not like you can't get away with it. It's just not It's not efficient. It's not the, right. not the best way to do it. No. But that Absolutely. that brings up kind of another topic that we've kicked around a lot this week is the whole chatterbait and chatterbait rods um, because there's a lot of opinions out there. Obviously, Brett Heights made the chatterbait famous, and he's got a specific way he does it and a type of rod he throws. But, you know, we kicked that around this week, and we're just – we're kind of a little bit indifferent towards it. Um, a lot of guys like what we're kind of talking about is that glass composite rod that has a slower action to it. Um, and really, you know, people say it lets the, them get the bait. Um, but personally, I'm not, I don't ever throw a chatterbait on a glass yeah. rod. I throw it on a seven, three, something with a decent bend. That's not just a broomstick has right. a little bit of tip, but I like to feel that bait. I like to feel it in the grass and I like it when they're hooked you know they're pinned like it's a jig right they are pinned and and i can do pretty much whatever i need to at that point to get that fish in the boat um i think it goes back to just like we were saying before don't don't overcomplicate it you know i mean do i think that sometimes there's a time and place to get you know where you need to get very technical absolutely but sure at the end of the day uh you know a seven foot three or even a seven foot medium heavy with 15 pound fluoro is going to be perfect for a chatterbait right yep um going to be probably perfect for a, a you know a three quarter ounce half ounce swim bait as well yep um spinner bait same thing so don't overcomplicate it guys keep it simple um so let's say what frogging was one of the questions yeah right? so yeah frogging we let's talk a little bit real quick there there's two different rods that i i kind of um decide on for my frogging so when i'm around docks and i'm throwing that up shallow real close to the bank and all that and I'm, I'm skipping pontoons skipping under docks i'll keep it seven foot i don't want i'm not a very tall guy i'm only five foot ten right so i want a short rod something i can control real well i can make very precise casts. so i'll use a seven foot heavy um, 55 pound to 65 pound braid and then when i get into open water frogging like i'm around you know lily pads or grass mats or you know where i'm not casting at very specific targets um you know that's where i'm going to go to a little longer on a seven foot two seven foot three mm-hmm. um heavy rod or medium heavy um you know and that's that's going to allow you to get that bait out there and get get a good hook when you get a, yep. a fish that bites it long ways away yeah that's huge and like you said because when you're target fishing shallow, you're usually not bombing a cast out no, there. Correct. You know, so you can get away with a shorter rod, more accuracy, and and, and as long as you have a quick reel, yeah, uh, you can catch up and get a hook, get a hook in them. But when yep. you're when you're bombing a frog across mats or into hearts yeah. lily pads or open water, uh, that little longer rod moves more line. 
yep. get a better hook in them. So. All right, so a little bit. Let's let's recover. So we we've got two spinning rods, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, definitely have those. Um, you could probably get away with one or two. You know, those medium heavy um, range bait casters, seven foot, seven foot three. Um, and then past that, we, we definitely probably need a crankbait setup. Get just crank because bait, it's pretty right. it's pretty specific yes you know you need a good cranking rod right especially if you're going to be throwing the bigger crankbaits 6 xds right uh 5 xds even um if i had to pick one crankbait rod to handle all my crankbaits i'm talking square bills to 6 xds um i've got a little 7.4 medium composite rod by daiwa yeah. It's that Ailer cranking rod and you can throw I've thrown square bills, I've thrown traps, and I've you were throwing a six yeah. XD on it this week, catching yep. fish in, in you know, sixteen foot of water. Yep. I like that rod a lot. It's soft, not super soft though, so with those big crankbaits you can get the hooks set. Right. Um, but it's not too much where you can't like go throw a square bill around. Yep. Um, you know, the biggest thing that that you need to realize too throwing a crankbait, those those trebles you know, when you're getting that bite, you know, you're not setting the hook like you are with a jig or a frog or, you know, a chatterbait, spinnerbait, any of that. You're not, you're sweeping. So you're basically letting that rod, that's, uh, you know, when you use the word parabolic, right? So that's a very common word to talk about how rods bend. So a more parabolic rod is going to bend and be more of a noodle, right? So when that from, fish... From all the way from the handle correct. to the tip. A non-parabolic rod, just so this is clear, will not bend for a portion of the rod let's say the bottom 50 percent will not bend right it's the top 50 percent or 30 percent yep and a lot of times that's that's called like fast action moderate fast action or moderate uh usually when you get into moderate moderate fast you're getting you're talking about a parabolic rod so a parabolic rod that's going to bend decent um like caleb said his composite those composite rods bend a lot more right so that's going to allow that fish to get a hold of that those those trebles. You're you're going to do kind of a sweep hook set with that and and reel into that fish, and then the rod's going to do the rest of the work for you and, and hopefully keep that fish pinned for you. When you get too stiff of a rod, like Caleb was saying, that's when you're ripping hooks out and losing fish. So a cranking rod, seven foot four. What is that? Medium heavy. Yeah, medium medium yep. heavy cranking rod. Uh, seven seven. Seven, you could probably get away with a seven footer if you had to, but you're gonna be tough on the six XD with the six you know, XD, you eight get up XD, to a five XD, you can throw a you know, DT ten for sure, DT fourteen, you'd be yep. all right. Yep, manage. So yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see, that would be five and, rods. And and just just for sake of reels, I always I always throw my crankbaits on a, a six. I think it's a six to eight. Six eight to one or something like yeah. that. It's in the sixes. In the right? sixes. Somewhere. I don't go all the way down to the the fives. I don't think I need that, but I also don't want to be burning it with a seven or eight to one. Right. Um, you don't have a lot of torque or leverage on those either. Yes. So a six, somewhere in the sixes speed ratio. So think about this, guys. This is a great way to, to describe it. Um, your higher your higher ratio reels um, are going to fatigue you more. So if you're on a bicycle and you've got ten speeds. If you are in your your highest speed setting and you're starting from stop, it is extremely hard to push, right? You're, you're putting a lot of your weight trying to get that bike going. And as you get going faster, it gets going easier, right? You're lower paced. You can't go as fast, but it's so much easier and it's not as fatiguing to pedal. Same thing with the reel. When you're cranking and you're making a lot of cast and you're moving, you're just constantly reeling. 
if you're using a 7 or an 8 to 1 gear ratio, it's not that you can't slow down your reeling. It's that it's just fatiguing. It's a lot more torque on you. So by the end of the day, you're going to feel it a lot more. So a slower paced gear ratio is good for those moving baits so that you're not as fatigued, you're not moving the bait too quickly, um, and you're going to have more torque on that fish. So yeah, For sure. Um, that's a big part of it. And, and as well, you know, if you go too low, then, you know, if you get that five in the fives, you know, you're, you're basically, you're kind of designating that for a cranking reel. So if you right. get a six, if you're in the six, three, six, five, six, eight to one, then you can go, I can throw a chatter bait on it. Mm-hmm. I can throw a spinner bait. I can, you can a crank a trap. You can do a lot yeah. of different things. So these are all setups we're giving you that you can use multiple baits with, you know? Yep. And and we and we use them that way too. Like yeah. I said, that rod does everything. It does, you know, from chat. It's made for chatterbait. I don't really throw a chatterbait on it, but I could. But yeah, a, a seven a seven to seven and a half foot cranking rod is going to cover a lot of your moving treble hooked baits. So you got to have it. Got to have one. And I like to throw my crank baits most of the time on twelve pound line. It's just yeah, just twelve a, pounds. It's a standard. That is very standard. Go to. Yep. I I feel comfortable handling big fish. I feel comfortable cranking around docks or things that you know it, it could get abrased. You know, or, yeah, or, or uh, rubbing or on nicked. stuff. So if I really need to go super deep, yeah, sure, you can downsize your line. But most of the time, twelve pound gets it done. Yep, absolutely. So. uh Let's see. So we talked a little bit about rods and reels and all that. Let's we'll talk a little bit about line size then, I guess. So I I think there's one more one more rod is there? that okay. someone probably could or should have in their arsenal, and that's a flipping rod, like a designated flipping rod. You could, yeah. Not that you couldn't do it with the seven. In Michigan, you could probably definitely you could probably use get that, away with the, you know yeah you're the seven threes a year. Yep. But if you're gonna do any punching, you're gonna need a seven six heavy to go flip in the thick stuff yeah so absolutely just keep that in mind if you want to go punch a one ounce or greater you're going to yeah. need a, a little bit bigger beefier rod and then as far as line goes for that bigger beefier rod um if you're in the open stuff out in the lake and you're flipping grass out in the main lake um or you know whatever it is stumps or something like that then 20 pound fluoro straight fluoro perfectly fine when you get into the really thick stuff and you're you're using that ounce weight ounce and a half weight or something real big like that you're gonna want braid um yep. so but other than that i mean those are you're gonna be able to do a lot Pretty of good. things with that rod so what was that one setup. two That's five, three six. four five five or six rods yeah five or six maybe seven yeah you know but yeah six six rods you could get away with it and and have absolutely. everything you need to throw absolutely yeah i would say um you know with all those rods and reel set up that's that's going to cover a very broad spectrum um you guys should be able to to do a lot of different techniques and and catch a lot of different fish with those rods and reels so um yeah i would say about wraps up that those questions there um if you guys want us to go more in depth on some of that stuff let us know yep but that's kind of the you know your your most important six rods that you're going to need so yep if you if you're just building an arsenal those are the six rods so if any like nick said any other questions on that stuff dm us let us know we do have a couple other setups in our boats probably that are a little more specific but um we aren't going to talk about those right now <laughs> yeah we're saving those all right we'll say those so you don't get to we'll, know. we'll uh we'll be back with another episode we've got another couple questions that came in and uh stay tuned